And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine. Only on the BetQL Network. Hey, what's going on? Good Saturday afternoon, early evening, wherever you are checking us out on the BetQL Network with my partner, Brendan Tobin, and new producer, Jake Noaker. I am Sean Levine, and we've got fights tonight. As a matter of fact, we've got one of the fighters coming on next, and it's not just one of the fighters. It's Joanna Violence herself. It's JJ. It's the Boogie Woman. That's right. Joanna Jojacek's going to join Tapped Out coming up next, so you don't want to go anywhere. UFC 275 in Singapore. As we welcome on my partner, Brendan Tobin. Bro, I've been a lot of places. Singapore is not one of them. I was glad to find out that the the time zones are relatively similar. Like we're going to get the, you know, usual once we get off the air, have a couple of hours and then they'll go at it at the top of the card tonight. Glover Teixeira versus Yuri Prohaska. Your early thoughts, Glover, the champion, coming in as an underdog at plus 175. Yuri Prohaska, you and I were just talking about this before the show. Bro, this is only his third UFC fight. And here he is fighting for the light heavyweight title. And he's coming in as a minus 210. Yeah, it's uh, it's a really exciting one because you have two opposites. Like this guy took what twenty plus UFC fights and Glover to share to get his his hands on the title, and now you have a guy who's going in for his third UFC fight uh, with a chance to win UFC gold. Um, we've talked a lot about this two hundred five division. It definitely has been a bit of a, you know, the old heads holding it since John Jones has left. They've been looking for a new face. A lot of people thought that was going to be Dominic Reyes, and Yuri Proshka had other thoughts because he sent him into the stratosphere with a vicious uh, spinning elbow. Uh, he's a lot of fun to watch fight. He is very unorthodox. You almost wonder if uh, that's going to be to his uh, his advantage or his detriment tonight because Glover Teixeira is, you know, pretty is straightforward. Like, he, he doesn't really have a whole lot of holes. He is pretty solid everywhere. He's great on the ground, seems to have a big advantage there. Uh, is a good striker, maybe not the most vicious striker we've ever seen, but definitely is no slouch and, and can definitely inflict a, a lot of pain. So it's a very, very interesting clash of styles tonight. Yeah, tell Anthony Smith that he's not the most vicious striker. Striker, literally in the middle of that fight, he was saying, I'm losing my teeth. But of course, that one went on. And that's part of, by the way, BT, a six-fight winning streak that Glover Teixeira is on. Everybody wants to talk about that he's the oldest first-time champ at 42 years old, and they took out Jan Blahovich, and he certainly has done both those things. But I think we're selling short just how hot this guy's been now for years. Yeah, and it's also one of these things where he has seen it all, right? Like, you, you're going to – so you have the unorthodox Yuri Prohashka, and, yeah, he, if you were a younger fighter, I feel like that's going to affect some people and all those tricks, the no-look stuff, the the razzle-dazzle. Like, this guy, you know, in Glover share, he's been in there with John Jones. He's been in there with uh, with Alexander Gustafsson. You know, he's suffered some really brutal losses to amazing strikers and has fixed a lot of things. That doesn't mean that Yuri Prohashka can't get it done because – he is really, really dangerous, but I don't know if uh, all that flash and dash is going to be able to shake the uh, the old-time veteran of the champion. Yuri Prohashka, one of the up-and-comers, it feels like, that the UFC has really gotten behind. I mean, third fight, you're already going for the title. And as you mentioned, he took out some absolute killers in Volkan Ozdemir and, at the time, Dominic Reyes. Are you surprised that he's this heavy of a favorite? You don't usually see a, an underdog for a champion coming in at a plus 175. That's what you get Glover to share at. Are you surprised Yuri Prohaska, you have to pay minus 210 tonight? A little bit, because I don't feel like he's had, you know, the push of like, you know, we talk about young guys on here all the time who it feels like they're getting behind. I don't feel like he's gotten the push of like 
a Hamza Shemaev. I don't feel like he's gotten the push of a Sean O'Malley. Um, I, but I do think fans are very excited about him. I think it has a little bit to do with this division's a little lackluster. So maybe that's probably sure. why he doesn't have uh, maybe the maybe the uh, the press train behind him that others do. But look, if he gets this win tonight, um, this guy could definitely be what they're looking for, you know, as, as kind of that next wave for 205, maybe become, you know, the style bender of the light heavyweights. Maybe we see a style bender versus Yuri Prohoshka again down the line if, if Israel ever wants to move up again and try it. Uh, yeah, we're moving ahead pretty quickly because he's still got to get through uh, Glover tonight. But, yeah, I think if he gets here tonight and he does arrive at three fights, gets to the championship, um, I do think that that potential is there to be amongst those young guys who are, are really carrying the company. What a matrix matchup that would be if those two guys got in the octagon together. Are you kidding me? The style beggar, Yurt Prohaska. I'm curious if you think who wins this fight tonight, but I want people to wait for that. We'll get you the method to the madness coming up later. Who BT likes in tonight's fight, and he's going to tell you exactly how he thinks it goes down. I got some thoughts on this one also. In the case of the co-main event, I don't really know how exciting it's going to be. I mean, you got Valentina Shevchenko, who has just been unbelievable now for the longest of time, taking on just – to me, what looks like the next in line in Tyler Santos, you can get her at almost 5-1 to one right now in some places, plus 450 where I'm looking. Shevchenko coming in at a minus 630. Now, here's my only hesitation. By the way, that's for the title also. The only last time we had this conversation, a couple of ladies stepped in. We said that she was unbeatable. We were talking about Amanda Nunez versus Juliana Pena, and we both kind of agreed on that. We were like, yeah, it's not really worth it. So if you right. have to go make a smoothie, that might be the fight to do it because it's going to be really one-sided. And it was – for the underdog, any chance that Santos can do the same thing to the bullet tonight? It is a fascinating thing because, uh, and I didn't realize this was watching the pre-show today, but like they put out the odds for her last five fights against Valentina. And other than Jessica Andrade, uh, Santos has the closest odds. Like some of the numbers, Liz Carmouche was minus 11. Uh, she was, uh, Valentina was minus 1100 against Liz Carmouche, minus 1200 against Caitlin Chikagan, minus 1800 against Jennifer Maya. Jessica Andras was minus 500, and Lauren Murphy, she was minus 1,500 for this well, one. That doesn't this one. tell me, BT, that Santos has a chance. That just tells me that Chevchenko is that much better than everybody. Like, those numbers are boxing-type numbers. I know. They are crazy. But whatever you want to say, like, you know, plus uh, or minus 650, like, they're giving her – I guess there are people who are maybe just throwing it on, hey, it's mixed martial arts. We have seen Talia be a really good grappler. She has been able to be on a, a good win streak. You know, she had some knockout power earlier on in her career that hasn't really translated over into the UFC uh, genuinely. But, um, you know, she's been on a good run. She's taken on – she's beaten some good names. Uh, you know, beating Molly McCann, beating Jillian Robertson, you know, Roxanne Montefiore. So these aren't slouches that she's, uh, she's beaten. But, I mean, we're talking next level here when it comes to Valentina. And the thing that I think does separate Valentina from Amanda, um, a lot of people were saying, you know, Amanda, the lifestyle is catching up to her. She's a different person, not that savage. I don't think you could ever take that out of Valentina. I don't think, you know, this is a woman I feel like wants to stack streak on streak. She's already talking about she wants to go up to 135 and go get the belt there. Like, this to me seems like a very, very driven champion. I don't think she's going to take her eye off the ball uh, against Santos, even if uh, more Vegas thinks there's more of a belief, not a lot of a belief, but more of a belief in her than her previous opponents. If she took out one meatball, Molly McCann, she gets my respect. Still has my knockout of the year. That spinning back elbow when we were live on the radio. Yeah, I had her at like eight to one for the knockout, but I absolutely love that one. All right, let's keep giving the ladies some love. Hey, hey, ladies. Wei Li Zhang versus Joania Jacek, two. First of all, typically when there's a, a rerun, a second uh, a time around, we're looking forward to it. We hype it up. 
But then afterwards, we look in our rearview mirror and we go, yeah, the first one was better. Like, I'm glad they ran it back. I think there's a chance that this one lives up to it only because of what's on the line for both women. First of all, certainly both future Hall of Famers individually, their fight. The last time around is going to the Hall of Fame. I've been on record saying it's one of the three to best five best UFC fights that I've ever seen. But not only for legacy, for what's next, whoever wins this fight probably gets a chance at the strawweight title. Joanio Jacek comes in at plus 150, by the way. If you want to hear us talk to Joanna Violence, stay tuned. She's coming up next here on Tapped Out. Takes on Weili Zhang at minus 170. Let's start on the Weili side before we get to Joanna. Are we sure the Weili is the same fighter she was a couple of years ago coming in as a heavy favorite? Um, I mean, I definitely think that you have to look and say there's uh, less of that air of invincibility because she's lost twice to Rose. Like when she beat, uh, you know, when she was beating Joanna, you know, this was the up and coming, you know, this was the the person who was the champion at the time defending her belt. So I think that there's got to be some level of is she the same because she took a, a vicious loss to Rose. Now, like the last fight was super close between her, her and Rose Namajunas. I think the real fascinating thing here is not so much as is she the same is like, what do we get out of Joanna tonight? Because she is coming into the, to, to the octagon for the first time since this fight. I mean, and you know, it's great that she, uh, I guess has gotten to rest up because that was a brutal war. Her face was obviously very messed up from that matchup, but you do wonder at her age um, and all the fights and all the rounds that she's put forth in her career, you know, what type of Joanna and Jacek are we going to get tonight? against uh against uh Whaley. so uh it, it really is I, I don't think that this fight can miss it'd be pretty crazy i don't think either one of us thinks it's going to end up some crazy knockout and the other thing that's interesting about it it's three rounds it's not five rounds like the last one was so you picture you have two women who can kind of put pedal to the metal here a little bit more and it's a fascinating with Joanna because Joanna's not in three round fights really i mean like she she has been in a lot of five round main events uh, I think she's got like one three round fight in the last five years. Uh, the only ones that didn't go five rounds was her TKO loss to Rose. And then she had a Tisha Torres fight that wasn't a main event. But other than that, I mean, she is used to she is used to headlining. So this is a, uh, a fascinating change for Joanna um, and for two that have a really, really great matchup between each other. Like, what is the striking going to be like if they know they don't have to go 25 minutes? They don't have to go 15. Yeah, I'll just say, hold your horses, my friend, because maybe I do have one of these ladies by knockout. We'll give you the method of the madness coming up later on in the show. The only reason I say that is because the last time they kept going back and forth, nobody was going away, nobody was going down. But you mentioned, that's a really good point, that we got to see that for five full rounds. I've rewatched the fight like five full times this week, and they kept going for every single round. They kept coming back at each other. If this one's three, maybe they can empty the tank a little bit, not knowing that they have those other two. And as Jake, our producer, points out, that was two years ago, right? So what does it mean? Does it mean that the chins age? Or does it mean that maybe there hasn't been tread taken off those tires in the last couple of years? To me, that's interesting also. You mentioned we don't know what Joanna we're going to get. I would say the same thing about Wei Lee. That's why I've got so much intrigue in this fight tonight. Not only was it an all-time classic, but BT, I frankly, when it comes to betting, again, Joanna plus 150, Wei Lee minus 170, I'll tell you right now, let the cat out of the bag. I'm leaning Joanna plus 150. It's not because she's joining the show in a little bit. It's because, to me, the first time around, it was as even of a fight as I've ever seen. You can make the argument Joanna won. If I can get her plus money tonight when I think she basically this should be a pick em fight, I got to do it. That's the way I'm looking at tonight's fight. Yeah, I don't. I mean, listen, I don't think that's a terrible logic for you. I think the only thing is that margin, 
She's not a knockout fighter. I mean, Joanna, even when she was at her peak, was usually somebody who butchered somebody over five rounds and it would really rearrange their face. Uh, it's never really been her style. So I just think that the margin for error for her could be a little bit smaller. If you're not a knockout fighter, if you're not somebody who can put people away, um, you got to get those two rounds. You got to put in that work quick. So that's going to be an interesting thing. You know, she typically does have the grace of, all right, this is a round. I could kind of feel things out. I could get, I can get a round back. When you're talking a three round fight and 115 pound fighters, you know, it, it really is a, a, it's not a lot of time because we don't, we don't typically see uh, the finishes that we made in heavier weight classes. I was thinking back, I'm like, what do you mean? She's got some knockouts. Well, I'm looking back. She does have three of them, but none since 2000 and all right, good point, 15, seven years. So she's not that knockout artist. Yeah, yeah, listen, uh, I wouldn't want to fight her. Don't get me wrong. Cause like a lot of people, cause here's the thing. She's probably, she's probably one of the most uh, exciting fighters that doesn't get knockouts, you know? Cause like typically that's like, Oh, they're going to let, you know, just lay and count out the clock. That's typically how they go. Like, no, she, I mean, the thing about her that made her so special is it was five rounds and it just never stops as an opponent. You're just going to get butchered in the face. I think the only person you probably can compare it to is probably Max in the men's division. Like just you're going five rounds. You're going to get you're probably not going to get knocked out, but it might even be worse because you're going to just take 500 punches in the face. I love it. That's a great comparison. Brendan Tobin, Sean Levine tapped out here on the BetQL Network. Working our way down to the bottom of the main card. Andre Fialo takes it on uh, Jake Matthews in a welterweight matchup. Matthews, I like watching that guy fight. Plus 110. Andre Fialo at minus 130. Your early uh, thoughts on that one, BT? Uh, fascinating because you have Jake Matthews is kind of like was the is, is like the hot prospect, still young. And Andre Fialo is like kind of revitalized himself in this because you know he had some some losses and then has gotten to the UFC and you know had a, had a tough loss to Michael Pierre but like his last two wins you know beat Miguel Baeza knocked him out after taking some early damage in that one and then got a KO just a few weeks later so he has now been fighting this is his third fight in three months so he's staying active I love that I love the fact that a guy is trying to stay active and stay busy in it um so I, I'm, I'm I'm leading Fialo on that one by the way, if you like the favorites and you're trying to get parlayed tonight in those top three fights, a three-team parlay with Yuri Prohaska, Valentina Shevchenko, and uh, Wei Li Zhang, the three favorites, will get you plus 171. So I know you got to hit all three, but favorites have been hitting recently, so that looks a little tasty to me. And then to open the curtain in the main card tonight, a guy that a lot of fight fans are talking about, Jack Della, Madalena taking on Ramzad. I'm going to try this one. I mean, I'm sure I screwed something up there. How do you think about this fight? Yeah, I think I'm excited to see what Jack's got too. Because uh, look, Australia needs a bounce back after my boy uh, George Cambosis took it last week from uh, from Devin Haney. You know, like so maybe uh, maybe Jack and uh, Jake Matthews can can do it right for uh, for Australia and get things going because uh, it was tough for my boy. I mean, Devin Haney really gave him the business last week, and uh, you had forty thousand people in Australia there to watch it. Now, you know, look, they got uh, tonight in Singapore. They got a chance to uh, to get it going. I think it's going to be an exciting one. Sounds like you had to have a little bit of money on Cambosis. I'm not saying. Perhaps. Not saying, perhaps. Sounds like you might have laid down a little bit on that or picked the wrong round. It's okay. Oh, Don't bet rounds. with your heart when you want to bet. Uh, don't bet with your wallet and your heart at the same time. It's not a good, it's not a good, you know. You know I've got a big heart for? Like, huge heart? Joanna Yojacek. I love her. And she joins the show coming up next right here. You're locked into the BetQL Network.